This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Elise. Join us every Friday night as we dive into the latest news and headlines surrounding your Dallas Mavericks. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to the Mavs Court Report. I'm your host, Larry Elise. Today we're diving into the latest headlines from around the Dallas Mavericks. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, GameTime, for sponsoring this episode. If you're looking for the best place to score your next ticket to the Mavs, or any other uh, sporting event, check out Game Time today. Use the link in the description and help support the channel. And now on today's first topic. Is Luka getting more involved in Mavericks personnel decisions a problem? The Dallas Mavericks were the subject of plenty of rumors this week, but none was more significant than Tim McMahon dropping that Luka wants the team to upgrade their roster before the deadline. Luka and owner Mark Cuban both denied that rumor. But McMahon stood by his statement and even went further by saying that Luca is now involved in personnel decisions for the first time. Most superstar players are consulted before roster changes happen. Luca was never interested in being part of those talks until this year. Fans can point to the team's lack of interest in his mentor and countryman, Goran Dragic, as Exhibit A in Luca's lack of say in decision-making. Gordon wanted to be in Dallas, and Luka loves playing with his friend. The Mavs also traded Bogan Margent Mitch and allowed Jalen Brunson to walk in free agency, who were two of Luka's closest friends on last year's roster. Luka is more involved now, but is that a problem? There have been plenty of instances where superstar players are part of a team's poor decision-making and roster building, but that is not always the case. Do the Mavs have trouble brewing? But first, let's take a look at why he should be involved in personnel discussions. The Mavs want to build a title-contending team around Luka. That is no secret, just like the team's need for roster upgrades right now. The goal is to win multiple championships with Luka as the superstar and to keep the 23-year-old in Dallas for his entire career. Keeping him in Dallas means making him happy and creating reasons for staying. Superstars have all the power in the NBA, including where they play. Luka can be a free agent in 2026 and the Mavericks have work to do before then. Luka should be involved in personnel decisions, so he remains happy and has enough talent around him to succeed at the highest level. Number 77 should not have the final say, but the Mavs made a mistake by not adding Goran in the summer to be their third ball handler. Luka's input may have changed their minds and given the team a marginal upgrade. Giving Luka too much power could create a massive problem, though. So why should he not be involved in personnel discussions? There is a massive difference between being involved and having the final say. The Mavs have multiple people involved in the decision making, including owner Mark Cuban, GM Nico Harrison, head coach Jason Kidd, assistant general manager Michael Finley, and Dirk Nowitzki. 
Others have input too, but those are the Mavs' big five. Letting any one person get too much say could be problematic. The Mavericks do not want to be the subject of another piece about a shadow GM or have a player making their decisions again. Owner Mark Cuban has the final say. The organization cannot afford for him to cede that to Luka. The 23-year-old is arguably the best player in the world right now, but he cannot handle being superstar and general manager. Current players do not fare well as personnel decision makers. Look at LeBron James trading for Russell Westbrook. Or the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving saga in Brooklyn. Giving any one person too much power can backfire. Luka getting involved in his fifth NBA season could be problematic. If his voice starts to lead the room, the Mavericks should be rounding out the roster with talent and fit around number 77, not just his friends. Is Luka getting more involved already a problem? Currently, this is a non-issue. It is newsworthy because Luka had zero interest in being part of those conversations until this season. It's also a slight indictment on the Mavericks front office. Losing Jalen Brunson, trading uh, Balan Marjanovic, apologies for butchering his name, and failing to upgrade in free agency likely sparked Luka's new involvement. There would be no reason for him to get involved if the team's decision makers had built a title contender around him already. Luka has a genius level basketball IQ, so he may help the Mavs by getting involved. The 23-year-old knows what he needs on the court to be successful, and getting him involved likely means increasing his recruitment to get more talent to Dallas. The Mavericks must make sure they are making the moves for the right reasons, but Luka can be a massive help if they do. The February 9th trade deadline is an important moment for the Dallas Mavericks. They need more talent on their roster, but they face some challenges in adding it. What do the Mavs do? How much say does Luka have in the additions? It will be a franchise-altering deadline, so fans should be watching closely. Luka is more involved in the Mavs' decision-making, but it is too early to tell if that is a positive or negative. So stay tuned to the Mavs court report to see how the roster around him shapes up over the next couple of years. And now on to our next topic. We're going to take a look at every trade deadline rumor so far. The Dallas Mavericks are looking to make moves ahead of the trade deadline. They need more talent around superstar Luka, and fans saw last year that the general manager and the front office are not afraid to be aggressive if they believe it will help the team. The Mavericks have some clear needs on their current roster. They would love to add another playmaker and a center upgrade, along with just improving the overall talent around number 77. Dallas has multiple mid-sized contracts to deal, but can they find a trade they believe in? The Mavs are looking to make moves, which means plenty of rumors before the deadline. These rumors have come so fast that fans have likely missed one or two. So here's a look at every one that has dropped as the deadline approaches. The first one, which we previously just talked about in the prior segment, Luka is starting to get more involved in personnel decisions. Which we don't need to dive any deeper into, but he originally didn't want to be involved in the team's personnel decisions until this season. Now he's ramping up his activity, and it's led to rumors coming out of Dallas. Like we said, Tim McMahon wrote that Luka wants the front office to upgrade at the deadline. Which started a storm. Both Luca and Cuban both denied that rumor, but we'll see what happens. Our next rumor: Dallas Mavericks interested in Cam Reddish. 
The New York Knicks are looking reddish before the deadline. The 23-year-old wing is not part of Tom Thibodeau's rotation, and he becomes a restricted free agent this summer. New York is not keeping reddish beyond the season, so are they so they are looking to cash on anything that they can get for the former lottery pick. Mark Stein reported that the Mavericks are among the teams interested in acquiring Reddish. The Knicks want Reggie Bullock from Dallas, but they are asking for a second round pick and a deal for the 6-8 wing. Dallas has been linked to two other Knicks, so acquiring Reddish can be part of a larger package that may include a ball handler coming back to Dallas. Swapping Bullock for Reddish straight up does not make sense for Dallas. Bullock is the better player right now, and is a key piece of the Mavericks' success. The 6-6 wing plays stout perimeter defense and drains open shots. Dallas needs trusted 3 and D wings, and Bullock certainly fits that bill. Expect the Knicks to trade Cam Reddish before the deadline, but the Mavs do not seem like the most likely team to acquire him. The 23-year-old is certainly a name to watch as the trade deadline approaches. Our next rumor, Dallas Mavericks are interested in Emmanuel Quickly and Derrick Rose. The Mavs desperately need another ball handler and playmaker, and they have been linked to both Derrick Rose and Emmanuel Quickly over the last two months. Rose has slipped out of head coach Tom Thibodeau's rotation, and he is available to any contender. Mark Stein reported that the Knicks want to do right by D. Rose. Quickly may no longer be a, even be available. Hoops Hypes Michael Scotto mentioned the Mavericks as one of the four suitors for the 6-3 guard with New York asking for a first-round pick return. Since the coach has shortened the team's rotation, quickly has taken off. The Knicks want to make the playoffs, so it would be difficult to trade away the 23-year-old guard in the midst of the best season of his young career. Over the last 12 games, quickly is averaging 18.3 points, 4.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and 36.8 minutes per contest. The Knicks appear to be one of the most active teams leading up to the trade deadline, but can Dallas capitalize? New York could make a massive splash or a few minor deals, but they are a team to watch as the trade deadline draws closer. Number four, the Cavaliers are interested in acquiring Tim Hardaway Jr. One of the more surprising rumors dropped when Chris Fedor of Cleveland.com joined Jake Fisher's Please Don't Aggregate This Podcast in January, where the scribe noted the Cavaliers' interest in Tim Hardaway Jr. Cleveland desperately needs quality minutes and shot-making on the wing, but it was surprising that they would be interested in trading for THJ's contract, which still has two years at just over $30 million left on it after this season. Most likely trade would be a Hardaway Jr. for a Levert swap, but likely another piece heading to Cleveland. Dallas has been interested in Levert, and he would give the Mavericks some additional playmaking and ball handling ability. The Cavaliers want to upgrade on the wing before the February 9th trade deadline. That does not mean that they will trade with the Mavs. Multiple wings will be available, especially as the final whistle gets closer and more sellers appear. The crowded standings have some teams hesitating and waiting to see which way to go. That will change when February arrives. The Mavericks will certainly shop Tim Hardaway Jr. before February 9th, but he is a key shot maker for the team. They would have to replace his scoring punch or upgrade elsewhere to make trading him worthwhile. Our next rumor, interest in John Collins' trade. The Mavs have been linked to John Collins since the 6'9 forward hit the market. Every year there are new rumors about the Hawks dealing him, but it never happens. 
Colin is in his sixth season with the team and has three years left on his contract after this campaign. Things in Atlanta are changing though. Travis Schlenk is out as the team's president with Landry Fields taking over the day-to-day -day management of the team. Owner Tony Ressler's son Nick also has a major say in basketball decisions with Kyle Korver being promoted to assistant GM. Could the new leadership decide to shake things up and finally deal Collins? Sham Sharana linked Dallas to Collins back in January, but the price has dropped significantly as the 25-year-old is in the midst of arguably the worst season of his career. Will the Hawks sell low on John Collins before the trade deadline? Can the Mavericks pounce if they do? The 6'9 forward is always a name to watch, and fans should expect the new front office to make a splash before the deadline. Dallas Mavericks are eyeing, uh, apologies for butchering this name, Sadiq Bay. The Pistons are one of the few confirmed sellers with less than three weeks to go before the deadline. They sit at 12-36 and tied for the second fewest wins in the NBA. Cade Cunningham suffered a season-ending injury, and the Pistons are hoping to win the lottery to add Victor Wimbayama to their young core. One surprising name that Detroit has made available is Sadiq Bay. Jake Fisher mentioned the Mavericks as one of the teams that called about the 23-year-old win. He was viewed as untouchable before this year, but the Pistons have stopped hanging up the phone when the 6-7 wing becomes the target. His minutes are down this season, with the addition of Bohan Bogdanovic, but he is still averaging 14.3 points, 4 rebounds, and a career-high 1 steal, 28.7 minutes per game. The 23-year-old is a career 35.6% 3-point shooter that has plenty of upside. The Pistons will likely make multiple deals before the February 9th trade deadline. Do they move off of him? He becomes extension eligible this offseason, and the Pistons must decide quickly if he is part of their long-term future or not. Our next rumor, interest in, like we previously said, Bohan Bogdanovich and Nerlens Noel. The Pistons are reluctant to sell Bogdanovich after acquiring him in the offseason. The veteran forward is averaging 21 points, 3 rebounds, and almost 3 assists in 31.5 minutes per game this season. He's shooting 48.6% from the field, 41.2% on his 3-point attempts, and 88% for from the free throw line. Bogey has been outstanding, and the Pistons are rightly playing hardball as they look to maximize their return for the 33-year-old. The Mavericks have been linked to Bogey and Nerlens by multiple outlets, but the most recent came from Adrian Wojnarski of ESPN, who mentioned Dallas could target both players in a package deal as they look to upgrade their roster before the deadline. The Mavericks would love to add a shooter and secondary playmaker, and they tried to upgrade at the five in the offseason, Dallas could fill both needs with one move if they can acquire Bogdi and Noel from the Pistons before the deadline. Noel, or Noel, excuse me, is outside the rotation and readily available, but Detroit must decide if they are willing to de deal Bogdi and at what price before talks truly heat up. The Pistons are a team to watch closely before the tread deadline. Finally, interest in Zach Levine trade. The Chicago Bulls could quickly become the hub of the trade deadline if they, if they decided to blow things up before February 9th. They have traded for Zach Levine to Mark 
DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Nikola Vucevic in recent years. But the Bulls are just 21 and 24 after 45 games, and they sit 10th in the Eastern Conference. Chicago is barely in the play-in tournament, and Ball remains out indefinitely with a knee injury. The Bulls need to make changes, but how big will they go? Tim McMahon noted the Mavericks are interested in Zach Levine if the two-time All-Star becomes available before the trade deadline. The 27-year-old is having another outstanding season, and he could become a three-time All-Star in the weeks ahead. He would give Dallas another dynamic offensive weapon that's averaged 25 points per game over the last five seasons. He's a three-level scorer that can play on or off the ball. He would thrive next to Luka and Dallas on the offensive end of the floor, but Jason Kidd would have to figure out the defense. Trading for him would be a massive splash, but would it be enough to make the Mavs title contenders? That is a key part of any blockbuster trade for Dallas, and there is uncertainty if they acquire Levine. Will the Dallas Mavericks make a blockbuster move or just upgrade around the edges? Expect the front office to be active and aggressive. So stay tuned to the Mavs Court Report for all the latest rumors and analysis as the trade deadline approaches. Next up, our next topic, should the Dallas Mavericks trade first round picks to add a playmaker? The Dallas Mavericks want to upgrade their roster before the trade deadline. They need more talent around Luka to be true title contenders, whether it is pressuring the front office to make moves or not. The 23-year-old superstar and owner have both denied that rumor, but it does not change the state of the roster. Things are complicated on the trade front. Losing Jalen Brunson left the Mavericks one playmaker short. But that is not the only hole in their current roster. Dallas has multiple mid-sized contracts to trade, but they owe their 2023 first-round pick to the Knicks from the original Kristaps Porzingis trade. The top 10 protection on it prevents Dallas from trading their first-rounder in 2025. Do the Mavs put their 2027 and 2029 first-round picks on the table? Before the deadline, we're going to take a look at the pros and cons of doing that before trying to reach a verdict. So starting with the pros. The Mavs were in the conference finals last season, and they made a push late in the year after trading for Spencer Dinwiddie. Deadline day deal gave Dallas three playmakers and helped them diversify their offense. Acquiring an instant upgrade before this year's deadline gives them a chance to make another deep playoff run. The Mavericks are currently fifth in the Western Conference in just 2.5 games out of the top three. Dallas could have home court in a first-round playoff series and be favored to win if they trade a first-round draft pick for a playmaker. Upgrading at the trade deadline should keep Luka happy in the short term. The 23-year-old is super... Superstar is ultra-competitive. He wants to win right now, but trading a first-round pick could prevent the Mavericks from becoming true title contenders. But there are some cons to trading those picks away. Everything with the Mavs revolves around Luka. They have an all-time great player on their roster that has still not reached his peak. And Dallas cannot take that for granted. The Mavericks have to build a championship contender around him if they want him to stay long-term. The Mavericks have to build a championship contender. And the time is now for them to do that. Dallas has a finite number of assets to work with in upgrading their roster. Luka's max contract means cap space will be difficult to come by. So they need to add via trade. The Mavs took a swing on Kristaps. That did not work out. And they may only have one more chance at adding another star. 
they trade a first-round pick before the deadline, the Mavericks will not have the assets to acquire a second star after the 2023 draft. Dallas needs a full cupboard of first-rounders to choose or to chase, I should say, a co-star for Luka. The Mavs do not want to keep chasing marginal short-term upgrades because that could ultimately cost them Luka. Fans know that star players chase rings when the roster around them is not good enough. Look at LeBron leaving Cleveland for Miami, or James Harden wanting out of Austin, or Houston, excuse me. Trading a first-round pick for a small upgrade could be the start of a chain reaction that pushes Luka to a new home. So the question is, should the Mavericks trade their picks for a playmaker before the deadline? The Mavs must make sure that Luka is on board with whatever plan the front office enacts before the trade deadline. That is the first and most important thing for Dallas. The Mavericks front office faces a difficult decision, but they should look back at what worked last season. Yes, they had the fateful trade, but ultimately Dallas bought low on Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans. That trade propelled the Mavericks to the conference finals. A similar move will be available before the deadline. One of the 30 teams will be looking to dump a playmaker, and Dallas should be looking to capitalize. The Mavs should only trade a first-round pick if they can acquire a potential all-star. If Dallas can find Luka's co-star, trading their first-round draft picks becomes a no-brainer. It allows the team to win and build a title challenger around Luka for the foreseeable future. Short of finding that move, Dallas should use their two second-round picks to make small upgrades and save their first-rounders for a summer blockbuster. The Mavericks need to get Luka a co-star, and one will certainly be available this offseason. What will the Mavericks do before the trade deadline? The front office has crucial decisions to make that will shape the future of the franchise. So stay tuned to see how it all plays out. And now on to our next topic, five seasoned veterans the Mavericks should consider signing. The Mavericks have struggled since the calendar flipped to 2023 as they are just four and eight in their first 12 games. Entering the new calendar year, the trade deadline, trade deadline is creeping its disastrous head into teams as they try to solidify their rosters for the stretch run. However, some teams make moves using free agency instead of going through the trade market. Following the release of four-time four -time All-Star Kemba Walker, the Mavs have an open roster spot, and teams can't go wrong with a veteran in the locker room, especially as playoffs slowly approach. Experience goes a long way in this league. Just look at LeBron, who's looking better than ever at 38 years old. With age comes a chip on your soldier, sol shoulder, excuse me. especially an older player who still has a lot to prove. Here are some OGs that the Mavericks should consider signing to help bring some experience to a team that is looking to contend this season. Starting off, Carmelo Anthony. Interest in, interest in Anthony has been quiet this season, but his 13.3 points and 40 or 4.2 rebounds per game last season should create some buzz. Another reliant shooter for Luca to kick out, kick out to on the drive is always beneficial. Anthony is a fan favorite that's still hungry for his first championship. Then you got Kent Bazemore. Before joining the Lakers last season, he had one of his best shooting seasons percentage-wise on the Warriors, as he made 44.9% from the field over 67 games which is solid for any guard. Dallas can be a solid place for a bounce back season, but we can begin with a 10 day contract. Dwight Howard, 
The Mavericks are 25th in the league in block shots per game and 30th in rebounds each night. Who better to hold it down low to take some stress off of the big men than the former three-time defensive player of the year? If he can record a fraction of his 23.8 points, 12 rebounds, and 1.3 blocks per game, he's averaged with the Teo and Leopards, the Mavs have a hidden gem. Hassan Whiteside. Though he has been under the radar, Whiteside can be another viable option for a big man off the bench. He is coming off his best career shooting percentage at 65.2%, along with 8.2 points and 7.6 rebounds per game. The 7-foot big would be a good nod for the Mavericks, who are currently last in rebounds per game. Lou Williams. He played the fewest minutes of his career last season. Despite him being 36, he's still got that dog in him. The three-time six-man of the year coming off the Mavericks bench could help provide energy, and his offensive bag would be a solid addition. And that is all we have for this episode. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Leave us your comments in the comment section below, or find us on Twitter. Just search Mavs Court Report. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up if you like our video. Subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell notification button to be notified of future videos. And as always, subscribe to the podcast and all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. And we will see you next time. This has been the Mavs Court Report with your host, Larry Lees. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and be sure to subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you get your podcasts from. Until next Friday, go Mavs!